From tales of unlikely heroes to world-changing tragedies, American Shadows is a new podcast that tours the dark history of America's past. Listen to American Shadows on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience, talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America. You're listening live to Radio Tony. And I'm reaching out and hoping you're all doing okay wherever you are in the world listening to us today. We have another wonderful show with an amazing guest who I'm very privileged to talk to you today. And her name is Di Lee. Di lives in breeds diversity and inclusion. Her mission is to help build an inclusive society where the leaders of mainstream institutions and organisations genuinely reflect the diverse community we live in. Born in Saigon, Vietnam, Dai spent many years in refugee camps in Southeast Asia before being accepted for resettlement in Australia. Her childhood experiences and growing up with a dual identity, being Vietnamese in an Australian and Western cultural surrounding, helped shape her perception of life. It has also made her a passionate refugee advocate and an advocate for migrant communities. She founded Dawn, a platform that gives voice and visibility to the diverse talent who are shaping today's society, as well as the Southwest Entrepreneurial Hub, a forum for business owners, startups and entrepreneurs living in Sydney's Southwest to meet collaborate and share their experiences and learn from one another. Di currently serves as an advisory board member to the Multicultural New South Wales, a government statutory body. She is also the director of the Local Government New South Wales Board. She's a former ambassador for Fairfield Relay for Life, a New South Wales Cancer Council Greater Western Sydney uh, ambassador and she is also councillor on Fairfield City Council, one of the most culturally diverse councils in Australia. A former award-winning journalist, filmmaker and broadcaster with the ABC, Di has named one of AFR Westpac's top 100 influential women in Australia in 2014. With over 20 years of change-making experience, Di is a strong believer in the use of storytelling to inspire, educate and inform. Di is also a breast cancer survivor. Please welcome to the show this morning, the wonderful Di Lee. Good morning, Di. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Wow, (laughs) what an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And well-deserved, my dear, well-deserved. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today and I really appreciate Um, your time. I know how busy you are. You have a full-time job plus lots of projects uh, going. And this morning I thought I'd start at the very beginning. What it was like in your life living in Vietnam 
and before you entered the refugee camps and finally came to Australia. Can you tell our listeners about that, Di? Sure. Wow. Life uh, life in Vietnam prior to the war. Uh, look, I was quite young. Uh, and uh, yes. if people are obviously, you know, in, in America or in Australia who remember the Vietnam War, uh, would remember what it was yeah. like, um, the chaos, the... Um, Obviously, it was a you know internal obviously um, fight, yes. war between North and South, and between the yes. French Americans and and I think the Vietnamese were just the um, in, caught in between in the middle. Uh, in the middle. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's um, you know when we um, you know as a child you live there you didn't you weren't aware of the whole political um, environment. Mm. Uh, that you were growing up in, uh, my parents were also oblivious to it. A, a lot of Vietnamese are, I think, a lot yeah. of ordinary p- citizens are when it comes to wars in any countries that we witness yes. today. Um, women and yeah. children, in particular, get th- th- impacted the most because we are not part of the solution and we're not part of the conversation. Um, yeah. So yeah. So when the war ended in April '75, um, you know, we didn't know that the the war ended and we just, um, you know, this, uh, I think thousands, hundreds and thousands of refugees, Vietnamese yes. fled Vietnam then when yes. we were told that the um, Americans had withdrew from Vietnam. I think they had withdrew from 72, but, you know, the the, the news is that this, the, the, the communist regime were uh, entering Saigon, the south, uh, so there were yes. a lot of People who were working with the Americans, including my family, had to flee yeah. uh, because we because were because of the communist regime. Yeah, and we were told that if you had any association with the Americans, you know, during the time, you'd be killed. So that was the rumor, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and we have seen what happens when you know people talk. Something happens. Fear, fear. Then yes. obviously, um, kind of got spread, and people fled. Fearful for their life, and yes, so my family. So my family was one of those families who left. Di, do you know if the fear and threats of um, killing, how much of that actually came true in Vietnam? Look, you know, people have would have seen a lot of um, and pictures, Hollywood. Uh, of- you know, in yeah, Hollywood pictures, in terms yeah. of how it's, um, you know, helicopters shooting and all that stuff. But yes. for, for us as as citizens, um, yes, you hear gunshots. Um, you mm-hmm. hear, um, you know, I remember the moments when people we when we were young when we were living there, we had to kind of go hide under the table because there were um, yes. noises out in 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 the streets. But um, to, uh, seeing a dead body. Uh, no, I have not yes. seen. Um, not yes. not uh, unlike some of the wars, the more more recent wars in in such as in Afghanistan and mm-hmm. Iraq, we see more yeah. of that. But back then, uh, you you the cameras weren't around that much, really. Yes. Um, yeah. But um, so we we were. Um, I suppose we just ran with fear. <laughs> um, yes. And. Yeah. Um, and when we ran with fear, you saw hundreds and thousands of other people running with fear as well. Um, and you, I just remember, just remember people scrambling to get on a boat, uh, scrambling, mm-hmm. um, you know, with one, we, we had nothing really, but I just ran with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, just one, yeah. I think one small thing, one small suitcase without some of yeah. our personal belongings. And yeah, just just got on that boat, not knowing for me as a child, where thinking, you were going. Where, where was I going? Mm. You know, I just saw people wow. running. Like, um, so that was the whole chaos that was happening around us and that was the whole confusion that was taking place in my head. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Having been and spent time in Vietnam and spent time with Vietnamese people, uh, every time I hear or talk to people uh, about the war, I feel quite heartsick because Vietnamese people are beautiful, gentle, yeah. soulful people. Oh. And I just, it, it breaks my heart to think that Vietnam and its people had to go through that and then when you visit places in um, like the museum in in Ho Chi Minh um, and see some of what happened in the war it was really horrendous 
It is. I mean, both sides, you know, those who supported the communists or the nationalists, as they were called, those who supported the Americans, both sides lost. Really, I mean, I think there were no winners out of this. Exactly. I think the winners of the day were the government of the day, um, but the people of the day, um, I mean, you know, I lost – my, fam- my members of my family lost. Yes. Um, I, you know, my, I never discovered my father. He got lost. Yeah. Uh, I'll be fighting. So uh, there are lots of missing in action. Um, yeah. And, you know, we were uprooted. So my yeah. grandmother, my aunt, uh, you know, still live, they still live in Vietnam to this day. So we still yes. support them. Yes. Um, yes. I, I have been back to Vietnam and the country has absolutely um, transformed itself economically. Yes. Yes, um, it's been amazing. Of course, it's still a one yeah. one. Um, the government is kind of still not um, a democratically elected government. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, I look at the progress of that country, the opportunities yes. that have emerged for those that are really struggling have really created opportunities for themselves in terms of business over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I have seen, like, I mean, uh, like some of the people there that I'm thinking, oh my God, they're richer than me. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah. we were yeah. refugee, we got resettled here, and we're, you know, working yeah. away still. Uh, look, we we are lucky in Australia. I'm not complaining at all. I'm very grateful. Yes. To be accepted, um, you know, for resettlement in Australia, we were the first influx of Vietnamese refugees uh, under. Uh-huh. Um, under the um, government of Malcolm Fraser, to yes, um, yes. who opened it, it's you know Australia opened its doors to to refugees yes. like myself. So we are very grateful for that, and I you know I, yeah. I call Australia home, my second home. I, I look, yes, yes. I you know <laughs> I don't know anywhere else other yeah. than Australia. So yeah. I'm really um, yeah. By the time you got to Australia, how old were you, Di? Um, I was about eleven. So yeah. I yeah. um, spent about four years in, in refugee camps yes. um, and had oh. no proper education, no, no proper childhood really till 11. So till I got to Australia, oh. I experienced what childhood, kind of experienced childhood in the sense yes. that we, you know, we had to learn English. We had to yes. get used to the new culture that culture. was oh very my God, different from very Vietnamese different. culture. Absolutely. Very different. So yeah. my mother used to say to me, oh, my God, we're now in this Western society where everything is um, – uh, there's no discipline. Uh, everybody's free yes. to say what they think and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so ironic mm-hmm. because that's why we escaped Vietnam for because we weren't allowed to yeah. think and do things really. But yeah, she complained yeah. so a lot of the Vietnamese um, refugees who arrived here think, well, you know, you now – you've got to make sure that you don't – you be, don't become like a Westerner and live yes. the way, uh, live life so freely. I'm thinking, what? Yes. <laughs> so that was a cold contradiction. Can you imagine me growing up? Yeah. Thinking, oh, I had to maintain these Vietnamese traditions and culture at yes. home. Respect yes. of authority. Do not respond. Do yes. not reply back. Do everything as I was told to some extent. Uh-huh. I rebelled, of course. And yes. uh, I rebelled, and not, and unlike many Vietnamese daughters or children who listen to their mm-hmm. parents, I, I kind of you know grew up in a single parent household, so therefore there were like yes. less control. So that was yes. a struggle for my mother. And uh, but, <laughs> but I, I learned English, and I refused to learn um, Vietnamese because I'm thinking, well, what, what's the use is there for yes. me to learn Vietnamese? But of course now yeah. I'm thinking, looking back, I'm thinking, well, if I had learned to read and write Vietnamese, yes. I would have been bilingual, but I'm only bilingual yeah. in spoken, not in writing and, and reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that was the whole kind of struggle growing up here is, you know, rather than having a, uh, a comfortable life, which we, we did, yeah. but in terms of I had to yes. work, I had to help my mother uh, clean. Yes. Um, homes in order to earn a bit of money back in those days. Back in those days when refugees yes. arrived, we had to be quite independent. You know, we had some support, but other than that, you had to go out there oh. and um, and integrate as quickly as possible and, and rebuild your life as quickly yeah. as possible, which we did. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't imagine how tough that would have been for an 11-year-old. Uh, that's kind of a going into a key um, pre Teenage years, right. I, it must have been so difficult for you. 
Look, it was really interesting. I reflect back often uh, because obviously Mm -hmm. in my current work as an elected government representative, councillor, in an area that's uh, predominantly, um, you know, Australians of refugee and migrant backgrounds, I I see Mm -hmm. a lot of that are services that are available today that weren't available Mm -hmm. back in the 70s when I first arrived. And I, I, I reflect back on... For me, I, um, I, I didn't look at life from a glass half empty. I look at yes. it glass half full. So for me, yes. the half full was that I was in a, uh, a safe uh, country, a safe yeah. place. Yes. Um, I was breathing in clean air. Uh, we were yes. able to eat. Uh, we had a roof over our head. Uh, our heads, uh-huh. uh, my, my family. Um, we were able, my mum was able to go to work, even though it was like, yes. you know, domestic work, menial yeah. work. Yeah. She wasn't fully educated. Yes. We were able to access, go to school, right? So that yeah. was a great thing to go, able to go to school and to learn yeah. um, and to make new friends. So I think um, I saw it as an opportunity to just embrace this 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 new home I might as well do that that's yes. the, my, my mindset was that I have to embrace this new world I have to embrace yeah. this new home and and I think I spent um obviously from the age of 11 onwards to make that happen um carving so out a life and carving it out so I yeah I don't know if difficult I, I feel like I have worked all my life since I landed here in yes. Australia I have not stopped yes. work, um working to be part of to be an Australian, working to yes. belong to Australia. And, yes. you know, over the years there have been moments when you think, oh, do I really belong? You know, like they're obviously, yeah. you know, I've experienced a lot of um, discriminations, a lot, not m- me personally, yeah. but, but you hear about that in the media, how it's yes. played out, yes. uh, how it tells the stories of, you know, like how it divides and it creates fear. I yes. have questioned whether or not I really do belong. And I thought, Buggered. Of course, I do belong because I am Australian. I yes, am Australian. I definitely. don't care what people um, where I don't. I don't need to wait for permission. For um, I no. am Australian. I, I, while you I was are. not born here, uh, yes, I was not that born. That doesn't here, matter. But I feel like I have been born. This is my second life. You know, like I came here yes. and this is my second life. Yeah. So I have been reborn. Yeah. <laughs> so I am yeah. Australian. So yeah. So Di, you didn't actually ever seriously think of going back to Vietnam and, and did your mom ever think of going back and trying to find your dad or? Look, over the years I have, I mean, you know, in my life as a journalist, I have um, gone out there, searched, went mm-hmm. to the Red Cross to search. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you get to the point, there are lots of of families like myself who've lo- lost yes. their fathers in wars yes. and they don't even know mm-hmm. what happened to them. And so I'm probably not the only one. I'm probably one of yeah. the millions uh, of yeah. people out there who've experienced the – we are the product of wars. Yes. So I yes. think um, for my mother, of course, you know, going to Vietnam, back to Vietnam and live was not an option, obviously, because it's yeah. – I mean, she's an Australian citizen, first of all. Secondly, yes. um, Vietnam uh, is still under a socialist government, um, yes. one party, a one-party system. Mm-hmm. But she has gone back in terms of because her mother is there and visiting yes. her, spending time with her mother, and I have done that as well. A lot of my uh-huh. friends, Australian friends uh, who have Vietnamese background, who have gone back to live and work in Vietnam, yes. and they okay. have told me how amazing it is. I mean, there are challenges in terms of yes. the system, yes. any systems really. Um, yeah. But, you know, I have considered that. I, I have considered about going back there one day and mm-hmm. live and work. Uh, so that just is, to see. Just to see what's going to be like. But that's down the track. Uh, yeah. But not at the moment, yeah. Yeah, you've got important things to do, Di. I have things to change here in uh, in Australia first, um, Tony. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mad, mad. So let's talk about um, you. you, you, We talked about your um, difficult teenage years, and then I want to know what got you into journalism and filmmaking with the ABC. Was that kind of the first job you had, or how did you get into journalism? 
Um, it's funny enough, it was accident. But look, my life is full of accidents. <laughs> <laughs> Um, They're the it's, best uh, stories. Uh, it's just like no plan whatsoever. And uh, yes, I um, obviously, like many uh, children of refugees and migrants, your parents expect you to be either a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist, uh-huh. a pharmacist, an accountant. Uh-huh. You know those, you yes. know, very prestigious um, yep. uh, roles in society. Yeah, and uh, I. I started really hard, and I, I love art. Actually, I was I, I used yes. to be really good at art and painting. And my teacher reckons, oh my god, you know you've got a creative flair here. You should focus. But of course, I couldn't yeah. because that wasn't encouraged. Yes. And so I studied maths, um, chemistry, <laughs> and oh my god, maths. Not, not we're not talking about two unit maths. We're talking about really, uh, yeah, you know, uh, high. Yeah, that's very high. That's a high maths, and to get into um, to do law, so I yes. um, I then got into a few months to do law at Sydney Uni, and uh, I thought, oh my god, this is not what I wanted. I just sat there. Yeah. I was. It was. It felt strange sitting. You know, you go yes. from high school in, in classrooms, and then you go straight into university settings, whereby it's yes. big, open. Um, you know, theatres with hundreds of other students and there is none of that one-on-one connection with your teacher or, in in this yeah. case, the university lecturer. So I felt really lost. Yeah. I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do. I had no idea uh-huh. uh, if that's really what I was – I didn't even talk about calling. I'm thinking I was just lost. I didn't say it's not what I wanted. Yes. So I then yes. uh, left um, mm-hmm. uh, study I didn't continue my university I think about three months later I dropped out and I started working yeah. um, as yeah. a bartender you know in a retail yeah. store Katie's yeah. Katie's you know you know yeah. Katie's the close yeah. 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 yes I was working Katie's as a salesperson and um and one day I had a coffee with uh, this guy who was a local journalist uh, journalist I, was, mm-hmm. I grew up in Fairfield and uh, having a coffee with him uh and for some reason, he said to me, he said, oh, so what are you doing? I said, oh, look, I am really don't know. I'm just working, looking, trying to figure out what I'm supposed yeah. to do. He goes, oh, have you thought yeah. about being a journalist? I said, oh, what yeah. is that? <laughs> I didn't even know what a journalist was. He goes, oh, you go yeah. out and interview people and you come back and you write stories about them. And he goes, I think yes. you've got to be there to really get people in a relaxed mode and get them to share yes. stories. I said, oh, yes, I have to do that. And he goes, there is a an opening at at, at, at newspaper, the Fairfax Community yes. Newspapers in Liverpool, and why don't you uh-huh. apply for it? So I said, okay, yeah. apply for it. And I met up with the editor, and he said, oh, can you write? I said, oh, I've written essays. Maybe. <laughs> and he goes, he goes oh, not essays, but oh, look, you've got the energy, and you know, you yeah. you you've got that personality. Yes, we'll give you yes. a cadetship. So I got a cadetship uh, back then. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time that they had what they call the ethnic reporter yes. cadetship, right? So I yes. qualified as an ethnic. I thought, oh, my God, I thought it was an yeah. Australian. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll go for this ethnic reporter cadetship. I got it. And, yeah, so that's where my career as a journalist started, really, um, writing in print in a local paper, going out there, interviewing yeah. people, coming back writing. And, yeah, so the rest, as I said, history in, in, in terms of journalism. Isn't it fascinating that some of the best life decisions start with a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love conversations. And uh, yes. and so, as you know, you know, our, my, my Dawncast um, platform is about yes. having conversations, about um, shining the light on stories that we don't, uh, you know, often yes. hear. And as on this, on your, on your radio, that's yeah. what it's, yeah. the, it's, it's a platform for the unheard. I think it's fantastic. Yes. It's a fantastic tagline. Yeah. And that's what I, I um, you aim. know, it's so important for humans to keep telling the stories of other humans. And I kind of feel like that we lost our way in yes. our storytelling journey for a while. And I think that we may actually be headed back into the storytelling the the storytelling of old where generations pass down stories from uh, grandpa to grandson, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that perhaps we are starting to tell people's stories a bit more. And and that in itself 
shines a light on so many things and encourages conversations about so many things that are wrong within this world. And um, as you know, I'm really pretty passionate about um, inequality of any description Mm-hmm. Um, in this world mm-hmm. and you would know as I know that there's still so much inequality out there and I think that we have the capacity to change that mm-hmm. and we should be looking to do that um, going oh, into the future. Absolutely. Conversation is such a um, – it's, it's a connector. Yeah, if you have the right yeah, conversation, yes. it's a connector. And I think what I'm finding in terms of – the, as you ex- correctly described, the, the storytelling or the conversation that's taking yes. place in the world at the moment yeah. is not actually conversation. It's really um, what they call them clickbaiting. It's about yes. um, spreading fear. It's about um, yes. it's all of that. It's not really a conversation. It's not. It's it right. doesn't encourage. Doesn't encu- not encourage understanding. Oh. Um, and I'm very passionate about encouraging. Um, Different the, um, differences of perspectives in a very respectable, yes. Um, yes. Um, kind of environment. You know, how do we respect Absolutely. differences? Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but it's maybe it's that's okay I've, to disagree. Yeah, but maybe that's because as women we can do that more e- easier. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Uh, the world of men a I bit more. So. <laughs> the testosterone gets in the way. Ego. Yes. I mean, women have ego too, but but um, but somehow we Not can. As much. <laughs> yeah, we 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 can actually have have conversations. I believe. Um, but yeah, so conversation is very important, uh, and and that conversation change. There are many conversations, uh, Tony, as you know, that yes. change people's lives, yes. and it's certainly those those co- those moment, moments of conversations that really changed my direction in life. Yes, um, yeah, it's it's you can been pinpoint amazing. them, can't you? you yeah, they're, yeah, they, yeah. They highlight in your memory as this started as a as a conversation with such and such, and this is what it led to. Um, so, yeah, the encouragement of simple conversations is is a wonderful thing, yeah. and so. That concept was that behind why you founded Dawn. Yeah, so that's the reason why I think the the conversation around um, leadership for me. Uh, when I obviously yes. um, after after spending nearly two decades as a journalist and as a storyteller and a filmmaker, I was looking at what what can I do that uh-huh. can. Uh, you know, you, you get to a point in your life where you think, well, what do, what do I do next? Um, yes. And do I continue to stay at the Australian Broadcasting Corporation where I was a journalist yep. um, and being a journalist and a broadcaster? Do I continue here to do storytelling uh, or do I yep. do something very, very different? Um, yeah. And through another conversation, I then step into the world of politics yep. <laughs> yes, and in that world, that, that was going to be my next question. How on earth did you get into politics from journalism? Yeah, a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation with this um, with this uh, woman. Um, at, yes, uh, one of a a, a local shop um, holder in the Cabramatta area, where you yes. know, again, where uh-huh. I grew the southwest of Sydney, for those who are listening around yeah. the world, Sydney, Western Sydney, about 35 yes. minutes um, drive into uh, into Western Sydney. And I was going shopping and um, at the time, this woman said to me, oh, my God, you know, I'm just so sick and tired of all of these politicians who we get elect, we elect, yeah. and yet they don't do anything for us. You know, they, yes. they leave us. And, you know, there's this kind of – and yeah. normally people don't talk about – like she was a Vietnamese Australian, and normally – yeah. We don't talk about politics. So I thought that was fascinating yeah. why she was kind of very frustrated. Uh-huh. And then uh, my husband, who, of course, cursed himself to this day, he said to me, <laughs> you know, I think I think that you can probably give politics a go. I yes. think, you know, yes. if you can be the voice for your community. Well, not yes. you know, the community where you grew up um, and, yeah. and represent the community here. And they were telling me that yeah. they were um, – needing a car park and they have not had a car uh-huh. park. They've been asking for a car park for this very busy CBD for the last 20 years uh-huh. and nobody has, yeah. you know, not, none of the politicians, the, the, 
is a safe seat. None of them have ever delivered. That's right. So Mm -hmm. I said, oh, a car park. Okay, really? They can't deliver a car park? So I thought, okay, I'll I'll put my hands up and I ran. So I ran um, and um, I I joined um, that seat. I don't know if your audience would be familiar with the two-party system that we have in Australia, Labor and Liberal. So that seat was a safe Labor seat. So then I decided uh-huh. <laughs> to join the Liberal. <laughs> I've never joined a political <laughs> party in my life. Um, so I joined the Liberal because I felt obviously, you know, under Malcolm Fraser, who was a Liberal, who yes. became the um, business-minded. Uh, I yes. felt I, – I thought it was about liberalism. Yes. Um and the yes. other thing I thought was that, you know, I know over the years the Liberal Party was supposed to be anti-Asian and I'm Asian. I wonder whether that's true or not. So uh-huh. I should just join. Yes. <laughs> I was yeah, going yeah. to think I was testing. You know, I like to test. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And so I thought I'll join and see whether or not that's the, the case. You know, um, I, yeah. I'm very much a, um, a kind of more aligned with the business um, free, the yes. freedom to speak, the freedom to yes. be an individual is what I um, I felt, you know, I could align with the Liberal Party there. Uh-huh. So I joined and yeah. oh, I, I put my hand, I contacted them really. Yes. <laughs> They'd never heard of me. Yeah. They said, oh, okay, yeah. right, sure, why not, you know. And you know, Cabra Matter, <laughs> if you know of anything about politics, if it's a safe seat, it's a safe, like it's a blue or it's a, it's a red seat, yes. right? If it's a yes. red seat, yes the blue people will not ever go in. So they think, well, okay, yeah. this mad person wants to run there as fly the blue flag, let her, and, uh, yeah. which I did. So I flew Good. the blue flag and, yes. and we, you know, have never had, like I said, within three weeks of campaigning, because at the time when I, I put my hand up, there was an election, a by-election coming up. So I put my oh. hand up. So within three weeks, um, I was campaigning. Oh, my God. I yeah. took leave from work. They had – all of my friends, my my journalist <laughs> friends, can you imagine them? Looked at me wide eyes and said, "What the? I we never knew you were <laughs> in politics." I said, "Neither did I. Don't worry. <laughs> I had no idea either." Just, I'm just you. Give this a go. And they were just like they were flabbergasted. They were just the gobsmacked. Yes. Their jaw just dropped to the ground. Like they, they, yes. and so I can't. Within three weeks, I campaigned, and and because it was a by election. And the cameraman, uh-huh. nobody's ever campaigned there before, ever. Um, yes. I caused a swing of 27%. So it went from um, it wow. was sorry, it, it went from uh, a 30% seat to a 7% yes. marginal seat. And that completely yes. flipped the, you know, like for people in the political yes. arena, both Labour and Liberal, who thought, who the, who the F is this woman? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, so, and so the rest, I would say, is history too. <laughs> And that's, yes. that's my foray into politics, and I am still in politics. Um, uh, I got elected, and then, of course, ensuing that, I got uh, expelled by the Liberal Party because they were a local political. And so I began the yes. journey of politics, of understanding, uh-huh. navigating through it as a woman, navigating through yes. the very a minefield of male yes. dominated, dominated. Yes. Oh my God! And that's where Dawn yeah. got born, um, Tony, because I felt like yeah. there weren't many women around, and there weren't less women of like me around, yes. let alone women. Yes. And yes. so, yes. H- how can a system that's supposed to be representative of the people—twenty-five million of us—that yes. uh, are not it's so underrepresented by yes. women? That's right. That's right. And and women of of lived experiences, Tony. Yes. Uh, because predominantly. I have a wealth of knowledge and understanding that helps you make I, good government decisions. Absolutely. Because the majority of people in, in these, in, in, um, uh, in politics, in parliament and government, local yeah. government, state, are predominantly from a certain group of people, certain sections. They are. They're career politicians. So They've yeah, got no um, lived experience. None, none, none. You know, yeah. here we are trying yeah. to build a business. You know, we're hustling on the side. We know how hard yes. it is to build, uh, uh, yes. monetize things, and and to and then we build. go home and cook and clean and yes. wash. Absolutely, you know? that's it. Yeah. Um, so all of that, um, 
you know, these people are in there and they have not had that experience. I'm thinking at times, I'm thinking, how how would you make a decision about childcare, for instance? Or exactly, when you've never had to struggle with it. That's right. And how do you make a decision about equal pay if you've never actually know what it means to not have equal pay? Exactly. So there's all of this that made me – so I – but I'm really grateful for all of the experience I've had in the last decade politics and so I thought through dawn I want to have the conversation around how can people with live experiences um but live experiences from life not live experience as in um you know um there was this great story a few days ago I don't I will share it on uh, and I have yes I thought about whether I shared on LinkedIn but there was a story in the Australian Financial Review about a young woman, mm-hmm. an amazing young woman who, first young woman apparently appointed to the board of Telstra. And, mm-hmm. and the journalist wrote, um, you know, her journey was not all diamonds. And I thought, wow, fantastic. Mm-hmm. When you read into mm-hmm. the story, what they meant by her journey was not all diamonds was, diamonds was because her f- stockbroker father and her mother, who mm-hmm. was a chemist, um, had to travel a lot and she had to, you know, experience these difficulties in the journey. Yes. And, I, yes. and I thought, is that, is that coming from, I mean, I'm not, I'm not dismissing that it must have been very hard for this no, young no. woman um, yeah. to have ex- that experience, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I, I know what it was like. I know what not coming from a diamonds journey like because coming here with yes. a single suitcase with nothing, uh, coming yeah, yeah. growing up, in a single parent household that is dysfunctional, yeah. um, being yes. surrounded by people like with having mental health and illness, yeah. and above uh-huh. all, despite that, you'd still want you're still working, you're still trying to provide, yes. you're still trying to shift the leadership dial. To me, that is. Then yes. I'm thinking, am I comparing? You know, um, that is not fair. You know, maybe that's her experience, that's her lived experience, and therefore, that's I. That, I actually agree with you, Di. I, I actually agree with you that the the uh, how do I explain? There's certain levels of resilience, and I'm very much like you, and have bucket loads of stuff that I've had to live through and battle through. Mm. And I'm not discounting others who have just lived through one thing, but when yep. you've lived through multiple crappy situations, Mm -hmm. there comes a different level of understanding and lived experience. Mm. So uh, there's something about the multiple. So so your refugee status, your um, ethnicity, uh, being a woman, uh, being a mother, a wife, um, battling with breast cancer, all of those combined experiences give you a level of understanding, empathy and sympathy that understands probably more than mm-hmm. someone who's just battled um it's changing, parents changing being away traveling yeah 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 i i actually agree with you on that one die and, and that's not to discredit what someone else has been through because that's their experience but when you come from a place of multiple uh, uh life changing uh, situations it gives you a different perspective mm. and it's not her it's not her it's not the, it's not I don't think it's not the way that she described herself I think I'm saying it's the journalist no. who described that yes and I think, yes. I think I think that's where for me as a journalist um, as a storyteller uh, as somebody uh-huh. to try to you know um, present more diverse stories they need to think how to write that story you know they could have said she's the first young woman yes. and this is the, her achievements like to describe it as like, yes. I think it, an achievement would have been a better a better description yes. in terms of how much she's achieved yes. in, as a young age and yes. I have no doubt she has yes. achieved a great thing at a young age and I think would like to congratulate her for that but I think um yes. it made me you know so people who people who want to for me you know, even our boards are not very, very, very diverse. And that's where I Correct. think a lot of the boards are very much, you know, you get appointed or because, or, you know, you know that person or you're in that um, network with that person. And so therefore boards are not of companies, doesn't really reflect the the society. Um, and if they have one or two people on the board, 
on, on, on a board um, that can understand mm-hmm. a community, then the decision-making, mm-hmm. I believe, would be different. That, that it provide perspectives to the CEOs and the you know this you know C uh, and their and their C suites to actually come up with better decision um, and 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 better solutions as well. So yeah. 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 Anyway, so that's uh you know I, I hope that if they do listen to this, I hope that it's not a, a, a that, that young woman is not to take away her her um yes no I her appointment to, to that take board. away her yeah. accomplishments. That, yeah, she's achieved. So do you think? Great. In thinking about the the uh, political scene and in particular the, the Liberal Party, mm. they still don't seem to have women equally represented across the portfolios and the government, do they? It's still lacking in women across both sides of politics, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's still lacking, and you know what? It's lacking because um, I think there is no pull. The 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 pipeline isn't there. Um, yes, it's lacking because women, um, women, and 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 people of culturally and linguistic diverse backgrounds uh, or color, if you can push. If, uh, you know, yes. I, I feel like it's too toxic, and we don't want to be that. Yes. Um, yes. And, and as a result of that, people don't step in. And, and and over the last ten years working in this space, when I try to convince women in particular to more to get more actively involved, they say, "Oh my yes. God, no, no, no! And there's too many too bad toxic. apples." But I said, "Listen, yes. if you don't if you don't get involved, if you don't go in there, yes, there is there is is toxic. It's really political. It's really." Um, uh, um, um, you know, male dominated. But if you don't go in there, it's not yes. going to change. So what you you no. what you then left with is a system that only um, the people who are, you know, self centered and you know wanted to, uh, um, yes. you know, self interest yes. who actually gets in there to yes. do the things that they do. So I think uh-huh. that I think to change that you um, have to persevere with the fact that okay, it is toxic, but you don't have yes. to be. You don't have to play that toxic game. Um, and if you don't have to play that toxic game, that, that means it takes longer to get to where you want to get to, but you will get yes. there if you maintain, if you persevere. But that's where it's hard for women because they've got families and yes. they've got commitments. Yes. And they, as you said, you know, we go home, we're not, we don't just after work and after what we do go home and put our feet up. We don't. We have to yes. look after our kids. We cook, we clean. Um, yes. For those who can afford to have a daily nanny a daily cleaner that's great but for women who who don't have that ability then it's harder which is the majority of us yeah absolutely so um it's it's hard to find that that um ability to um pace yourself uh and to surround yourself with the right group of 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 support um and supporters to help you persevere through this political journey and it is not it is not um um a pleasant journey, I have to say, as a woman oh, in that oh. uh, in that um, circle at the moment. But um, you know what, Tony? Hey, I, I this week, couple of weeks, in the last couple of weeks, I've had two young women reaching out yes. to me. Um, uh, one of uh, African Australian background and one of yes, um, yes. Vietnamese Australian background, and they said, "Oh my God, thank you for being in there because we don't see many women that look like us, and to have you there, me, yeah. you know, for us." gives us hope that we can be part of that and if we are can you help us and I said absolutely yes. absolutely and and yes. and, uh, yes. and I'm excited so in the last 10 years I've managed to just you know really been able to have two women but that's two than <laughs> better better than none <laughs> two better than say, zero that's marginally better than none, but exactly. Uh, but it's it's been great um, to 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 have that. I thought to myself, oh my god, it's taken me ten years to get two who yes. have reached out to say we are interested. Um, I mean, there there's some men who are interested, some young men. Um, but yes. but I, I and and of course you can't dismiss them. But but um, the two young women is just has given me exciting exciting yeah it's been exciting let's yeah. let's see where it goes yeah. though it's let's see if they can yeah. they can last because it is pretty poly, 
politics is pretty toxic and you only have to watch Question Time when I just want to go in there with a um, and smack their bottoms. Like, seriously, I'm like, you are adults and yeah. you are acting like tantrum-throwing children and you're talking to each other like kids in I a school know. ground. That's not okay from the leaders of our country. It's no. not okay. Absolutely. And and I think, look, I, I hope that through this COVID period that I hope, you know, you, you just hope yes. um, um, that there'll be some shift in the way that we conduct business, we conduct relationships, yes. engage with people. Yes. Um, yes. We just hope. But I think I, 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 I think the, the, the only way that things, the system can change is that the new people step in. The current people will not yes. change the system. So um, I agree. So I think it's just need new people to step to step in, um, but I think uh, our parliamentary system um, and our political system is still very old. You know, it was set up and flawed. Yeah, it was set up uh, mm. hundreds of years ago when it was only men who were allowed to vote and yes. who were, um, you know, running parliament. Really, now we have women, we have yes. others, we have people with disability, yes. we have people with intersectionalities, yes. we have so many people. Yes. That, that the system can But we need those people in those positions so that we have um, representation of the diversity of human humans in Australia. If we don't, if we leave it to the rich white male uh, mm. dominated politics that we currently see, we're not going to change. Absolutely. We need more women. We need more um, of every different diverse background so that we have better conversations yep. and that our minorities um, are looked after. Yep. And I just, I think you're amazing, Di, for doing what you've done. And I think that that background in journalism with the ABC has given you a diversity of thought that is really important in our political scene. And I'm sure that your local community loves you and everything that you've done in that community and appreciates your your hard work and um Di, before we run out of time i just want to quickly revert back to your um new platform so can you tell our listeners um the times that they can and how they can listen to it Look, yes if they can um i'll give you the link but you can subscribe to um our dawn dawn youtube channel which is uh, www.youtube.com forward slash dawn cast um we are trying to build a new media channel Oops, sorry, yes. my dog. Oh, gosh. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, we are uploading it onto Spotify, and which is really great. So I will uh, upload that onto Spotify as well. And uh, we're going to have you on, on our um, channel soon. Oh, so we'll, no. we'll, I'm a bit I'm excited, excited about, about that. that. That's right. And we will share that. And so, yeah, so we are trying to build a new media channel here in Australia, Tony, um, to, to basically um, present a, a content that is non-triggering, that is about conversation, that is about diversity perspectives and lived experience. So that's that's the aim yes. for me to build a new online media channel here in Australia. Yeah. Oh, Which I'm excited <laughs> on your behalf for because I've been having similar conversations with lots of women in media and the overwhelming thread of conversation has been around needing to diversify our conversation and to counter mainstream media yes, absolutely. and temper it with yes. other stories and other conversations and not allowing mainstream media to yes. drive the conversations anymore. Yes. And we have the technology. Well, let's uh, let's join forces, Tony. <laughs> we can't do yes, this alone. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It has been just a pleasure to have you on Radio Tony today. And as you know, I'm pretty passionate about um, live streaming audio and uh, radio that's, that's different from traditional radio. And I'm so privileged 
that I get to talk to people that are amazing and wonderful and are able to have those diverse conversations openly and authentically. And it's just been a pleasure to meet and connect with you, have you on my show, and I actually can't wait to be on your show as well. So, Di, um, before we run out of time, how can people contact you? If there's any young women listening to our show today, how can they get in contact with you just to perhaps have a conversation about politics? Oh, I would love to. Look, if they want to, they can uh, email uh, me. Um, it's at di uh, at au. I will um, send you the link to that. Um, and, yeah, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll – Definitely follow me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook at Counselor uh, Dai Lee. And uh, also I'm on Instagram as Daily Inspo. <laughs> um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, and, um, that's on Instagram. And uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah, before TikTok gets banned in Australia. <laughs> no, I heard it's not going to be t- banned, uh, but also on LinkedIn oh. as well. Yeah, so, but anyway, we'll yeah. see. But uh, look, uh, they can reach out to you as well. And, and if uh, if they want to reach out to, if they can't get yes, in touch with you. Yes, because I can put them in a radio, yeah. Tony. We've got actually all of Dylee's information and contact details up on the Radio Tony website as we speak. If you uh, have missed our links today, um, you'll be able to connect via radiotony.com. Um, it will have all of Dylee's details, how to connect with her and her social media connections as well. Thank you, Di, so much for your time. I know that you're wonderfully busy. I really appreciate our conversation and I'm so glad that you do what you do. What a wonderful woman we have representing diversity and women in the community. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you very much, Women Radio. And that, my wonderful audience, is Radio Tony for another week. Don't forget to jump onto radiotony.com. You can hear all the previous shows. You can connect with our guests directly don't forget that radio tony has its own facebook page and you can find me on linkedin under tony lontis and that my friends is all we have for this week thank you so much to the gorgeous daily for a time today and we'll see you all next week bye for now and over to you rebel radio tony your safe space for tough conversations Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mama!